Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Tabby La Raza. I'm the Assistant Director, Dave Morgan. Uh, with me is the Director, Anna Rodriguez. Hello, everyone. And, of course, our fabulous writer, Jack Cock. Hi there. And uh, we're here in starting out in Zombie slash uh, Clark's office um, as they're recapping the last few episodes, basically. <laughs> yeah, um... So I directed the scene Um, as per my own little special rule. I tried really hard not to score the scene, but it just it was missing that score element. So I broke my own rule and I scored it. But because it was such a last minute change, I had already submitted the music credits. So I composed this piece of music. So I'm uncredited, but this is mine. So Broken lenses is back. Yeah. Woo. I'm sorry. Um. I understand. So yes. And also, Dave, this is your last commentary with us. Yes, it's my final one. We are very sad to see you go, but we are very grateful for all the work you've done here. You've been a tremendous help for me, and you've done spectacular work, and I'm sure you'll be great on the Kingery. Uh, we like having you around. <laughs> I've enjoyed it very much, Lee. We'll miss you very, 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 very much. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Which, actually, you were... The plan for the show, and it's probably the way it's going to happen, uh, is that we're going to have 30 episodes episodes and you were around for the first 14 that's almost the first half and i believe hey. you appear in number 15 i think uh, or maybe I, 16 i appear in 15 but it's a very small part right you so you are in 15 but you are in the first like half of the show touching right. pretty much every episode i think except maybe episode two yeah two is the only one i didn't do anything on but mm-hmm. so you're back and enjoy so you're very much still with us and we'll always be part of the tabula rasa team oh thank Indeed. you thank you my name okay, uh, in the past Aaron. scene, we just skipped over Jesse Cesare. You're supposed is... to be dead. I thought I killed her. My name is Jane. I know. We all thought Macabre killed her. One huh. Evening bum, March, bum, bum. Scratches non-existent beard. As always, Fireside, Karina Barroso, why have you not purchased it on iTunes or Amazon? Go. I do not like good music. They were talking about it during TWIP this week, too. Tom and uh, Tom Stitzer, Blaze Gats, and uh, Jordan Gottlieb. I think that's how I pronounce his last name. That's horrible. Um, they were talking about how much they loved it, too. It's. I love it so much. And I, before I write an episode, I'll usually turn it on and listen to it all the way through at least once before I get down to writing the episode. There you go. Mood music. Exactly. Um, so we're back in McGrath's office. So basically, we divided how we divided up this episode. I did most of the office scenes, except Dave did do one of the office scenes, and then Dave did the other half. Um, so yeah, we're back in the office, and we're trying to figure out, um, why Jesse isn't dead. (laughs) And where she is. How'd I miss in a bathroom? Come on. (laughs) Raphael, what are you doing? Um, now, this line here, actually, I was listening to this with Allison, um, and and she goes, haven't they heard Danica's voice? 
Yeah, they totally have heard Danica's voice, but it was like briefly, and she was yelling at Uriah, and things were confusing. So it's not the end of the world if they think she might be Danica, even though it really just kind of is a plot hole. And and I and I and really here, uh, Organ C is really just kind of grabbing into the empty air, trying to get some sort of clue, and make some sort of progress because they're really lost at this point of the plot. Yeah. I also think she might be Ganymede, and they know he's a guy, so. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, that's that's what's important. Um, you know, we had an episode called Lies and Half-Truths a while ago. We still got a lot of lies and half-truths going on. Um, including Jane knowing who Ganymede is and just not saying a word about it. Yeah. For, for, yeah. This episode originally began, uh, I believe, the way most episodes this season have begun. With Liza talking to one of her captors, uh, be it Cal or Gats or Danica. And I had a scene with her talking to, uh, I believe it was Danica briefly as the teaser for this episode. And Teresa nixed it pretty hard. She was not a fan. So we ended up cutting it entirely. And that's why the script is about four pages shorter than it usually is. Although I think the episode length evened out. Yeah, it is quite a... Really? Like the episode. Well, it's like it's the average length. I've been I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but for a short script, it's it's fairly it's running fairly long, so it's it does work out pretty well. I like that. So we're currently in Liza's cell, and uh, Dave did this scene. Yes. And you know, it's a pretty straightforward two-person talking scene with Cal getting up and you know pacing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um. This is why I'm so glad we got Joe into the show, because he is such a great match for Lynn. And um, every word he says has this incredible weight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun going through and trying to figure out, oh, which of these takes do I use? It's so good. Mm-hmm. He really brings his A-game really hard to this, and it's really cool. And so does Lynn, too. Apparently he played a boss in Diablo 3. Didn't know that. That's cool. Really yeah. Played Lex Luthor. He did play Lex Luthor. DC Universe Mortal Kombat, which I didn't know. It's awesome. It sounds he nothing like him, well unless you know. It's right. It's nothing like him. What about you? How and he's so, it's just, the voice he went with for Cal is just so, is what I came to so sinister. And it's so Don't just perfect for this it's role. The, it's sinister, and it also sounds to me a lot like an older James Rossi. Dirty. Yeah, um, and maybe that's just me, um, but like an older <laughs> evil James Rossi, right? Well, we worked in some PG thirteen language there. Yeah, <laughs> I was listening to this episode. I'm like, man, I do, I do push the PG thirteen a little bit in this episode. Um, I use, I use bitch. One of the only times we've ever used it in the show. But it's pertinent. You're the other one who used it, Dave. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think I did, yeah. In... I think I used some other ones in the outtakes, yes, too. But... <laughs> but yeah, I don't use it very often. Um, well, that makes it more powerful, too, when you yes, use it, just oh. in a situation like that. I mean, that just really Man. cuts right through when she says that. Right. Yeah. To them. Any luck? Supposed to me, I'll just throw that word out left and right. Well, yeah, it's just something that I think Tabula Rasa has fairly uniquely. Um, because Genesis Avalon likes to do the do the PG-13 cursing quite a bit. Um, and the Kingery in Vegas do that <laughs> thing. And Henderson and Havner is, I believe, PG. It might be, it might be. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um... 
It's oh, God, this Parks and Rec reference. Until uh, <laughs> I was really tired when I wrote this. Right. When I wrote this scene, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's fairly unique in that we, we mainly stick to the dams and the hells and things get up to like 75% swearing. You know, if you if you put the F word at like 100%, which we may hear like once towards the end of the show, because I think that's the rule of thumb of PG-13 ratings is you can say it once. So you're saving your one F word for the Precision period. F-bomb. Oh, yeah, I know where I know where it's going. Um, I know who's going to say it. And I don't feel bad saying that it's going to be Ganymede. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be neat. I'll actually I'll actually have to talk to Teresa Ganymede. and Jeffrey about that. But if there's someone who's going to use that word, I know the scene. And uh, J- or, uh, Jason's going to be the one saying it. Nice. Um, so we sort of talked over it. But we were back in McGrath's office and we finally saw a change in the dyna- dynamic uh, between McGrath and Nathan. So we mm-hmm. kind of see them steering towards a more uh, non-so-confrontational relationship. Because, oh, hey, people change and people get along, like ass. Mm-hmm. Right, and they still don't particularly care for each other. Just because Clark's worked for the feds before and he doesn't really care for working with the feds anymore. And Sanvi is just mean. Teresa is not a, Teresa Stacy is not a big Sanvi fan, as she's made very clear to me. <laughs> but, um... Sanvi is just not a very nice person, and I don't really have a problem with that. Also, I tried listening to this over like an auxiliary cable in my girlfriend's car uh, while we were driving to school, and it this was completely unintelligible. But I listened to it in headphones later, and it sounds so cool. Yeah, so- it's it's one of those things where we want to keep Uriah's filter, but. You know, in headphones, it's, you know, intelligible, but over a speaker. It's one of the things I really struggled with. And mm-hmm. I just kind of gave up. I'm like, well, you have to listen to the show in headphones. Yeah. <laughs> there you and go. Really, and really, Danica recaps it as soon as as soon as soon Uriah has said it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I don't know why I, I felt the need to pull out Uriah's files. It was sort of like a nod to the Mass Effect 2 Elusive Man DLC where you kill the Elusive Man and then you go and listen to his files on all of you and it's cool. But, um... I don't know. I, I There's there's a reason that Danica's been able to get into Uriah's encrypted files uh, because of a character that we'll meet later. Bum, bum, bum. And here we've got... It's uh, Danica's theme, and it's one of the few themes I use over the show. Like, obviously, there's Uriah's theme, then there's Danica's theme. Other than that, I don't really repeat songs when I'm scoring. But it's such a it just it just fits her character so well. So, and this just seemed like a juicy part of the script to throw in her theme because he she's threatening Ganymede and be like, "Get your stuff together." Right. Um, I kill you. Oh, I kill you. <laughs> it, um, what's what's cool about it is it kind of fits with the with the concept drawing that uh, Damien did for Danica, which is a very punk sort of. Because obviously Danica is very young, um, very young to be like Uriah's boss. Especially. Yes, yes, she is. Um, and and so she's still got this sort of rebellious late teen, early twenties metalhead sort of thing going on, or punk going on, and it looks really cool. 
because um, she's so sophisticated and so childish and so I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by Danica because she's nothing like I originally expected her to be. Um, she's just as sweet still, but uh, the way she's been played has significantly changed the way she's written, which I always talk about. Mm-hmm. Because our actors are amazing. Yes, they are. <laughs> Also, is this the Kingery playing in the background? Yeah, it's a uh, la- the last episode of the Kingery. Oh, cool! I had to find a section without swear words. That was hard. <laughs> Sorry. I was I was like, oh man! Now that I think, you know, like after I sent that out, I'm like, that was a terrible idea. There's a lot of really weird jokes in this episode. The park right. jokes, the wire jokes. Actually, I'm proud. I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for the wire joke. That's fine. But, uh, the Kingery reference was possibly a little oblique. Well, actually, that was, was that, I don't think that was in the script. That was Dave's call, actually. Yeah, well, not in the script, but I mean, uh, the TV announcer mentions the Kingery will be back after these commercial messages. Uh, So I was like, well, we need something playing, so there we go. Right, and I kind of figured that's what would happen, which was kind of why I wrote it in, because I think, I really do think it's cool to have um, other shows, you know, other pendant shows exist on the TV in this show. Yeah, but we had seminar in a previous episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to avoid using Genesis Avalon because of Richard Casto's pet theory that Bobby Carson and uh, uh, Brandon Walker are the same person. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Richard, but no. <laughs> That's not the case at all. Look, <laughs> I. What the hell, and um, Steph? Hannah is back listen also. You, okay? um, no, you listen to me. I really, I really like having Hannah killed. around. I think she's really cool. Um, you don't understand what these obviously it's do. cool to have. Um, the guy who has my mom, I watched him shoot another character for Keith to talk to. to know. Uh, although friendly. she's not going to be talking <laughs> to her much more after this. Well, yeah, but James, they really do have good chemistry. Yeah, and she's she's really acting in what she believes in her heart is. The, the right the thing to do to um, but is Keith is just so freaked out and understandably so his mom's kidnapped so yeah she I wouldn't want to be in her shoes need to make things worse I um if I were to go back and write Steph, this show again give me your um, phone. oh god I'm already talking about that we've got 15 <laughs> episodes 16 episodes <laughs> to go you, uh, if I were to go back Steph, and write it again Steph. Steph would be in it a lot more because um, this this I feel like maybe this doesn't have as much weight as it necessarily would. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think Hannah does a great job with the very little we gave her to work with. So after a couple months in Baltimore, so this is, yeah, the one we talked over David Alt there with his American accent briefly. (laughs) (laughs) He gave us, he gave me three takes and one of them was the American accent. I was like, let's go with a little change there. I had him play the Hulu guy once. He didn't know who the Hulu guy was. <laughs> Apparently, the guy the guy who does the following was brought to you by Dove is different in the UK, which I guess makes sense. Right, different regions and all that. So this is the one office scene that Dave did. Right. Which uh, include another slight continuity error because uh, Clark mentions he hasn't had TV in his house in years, but in the previous episode we had him watching TV when Keith called. So uh, maybe he's <laughs> but we, in the city. we made it work out though. Throw in those jabs now, Dave. It, it, it is your last commentary. But if you want to say anything else to Jack, <laughs> yeah. What else? What else? What's going on, Morgan? Uh, nothing. How do you feel about Macabre? <laughs> um. 
No, people are just gonna. <sighs> he should have been in a lot Homeland more. Security <laughs> yeah. they really Swear, I, he should be Uriah. It would be cool. <laughs> <but> like, <laughs> um, yeah, right. Plot twist. He's not. Um, Damn it. But it would be cool to have um, a season, or like, like not a season, but like to sit down and like write about an operation that Uriah's cell pulled before Jane and Gats showed up. Um, you know, with Io and Callisto, because Callisto showed up and was like, ha ha, dead. Io showed up and was like, ha ha, dead. So really, with Ganymede and Europa, and Europa is also, ha ha, dead. dead. But he shows up in more flashbacks. Um, one of your detectives is in a lot of danger. Yeah, it would be cool to see how that, that worked. Um, but, you know, who knows, that may be something that we work on down the line, or... I don't know. It's not going to happen during this 30-episode run of the show, that's for sure. <laughs> Onward and forward. As we, uh, as we push out of Chicago. Ooh, that's a spoiler. Bum, bum, bum. Should I... Spoiler, sweetie. Should I bleep that? No, I mean, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the commentary for the Easter egg. Right. I'm actually not even sure if we're leaving Chicago yet, so don't quote me on that. Oh, well, there we go. Jack is the liar. <laughs> I, I, I really am. Oh, now you're taking shots. <laughs> like, my original plan for season three, they were all going to go to D.C. and, like, fight the bad guys there and also all across the country. And that would be just, as a storytelling device, a nightmare. So <laughs> that's not going to happen. But I don't think we're going to be staying in Chicago uh, either. My friend who lives in... Like, only in Chicago. Right. Expect scenes in Chicago, is what I'm saying. Answer it. Why? Answer it! Ooh. Organized Ooh. crimes. This is Special Agent Sonvi McGrath at Sergeant Angry Nathan Jane Clark's is angry. Mm -hmm. How may I help you? Good afternoon, Agent. How nice to hear your voice again. Who are we speaking to? Danica. Every single line Allison says, you can hear her smiling through it, but she says them with a completely straight face. Like you can like see Danica's like cur like little like curling smile yeah. as she's smarmy lines, totally straight face. It's very Professor Umbridge. She's got this very sweet personality. Oh that she my kill you god! In a second. Oh, now I hate Danica. Why, Dave? Why did you? Why did you compare her? I'm to going scorched Umbridge? earth on this commentary, baby. Doctor Finch, listen to me. Where are you? Leaving nothing behind, aren't you, Dave? Damn right. I'm Kingery property now. <laughs> All bets are you off. Wait, don't start cursing yet. We're still PG-13. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'll behave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this music track, by the way. <sighs> so good. I just let it play out. And, oh, man. and it's the final scene, you know, so let the audience sort of wanting for more. So mm -hmm. don't worry. Next episode, everybody sits down at a table and starts talking for 30 pages. <laughs> and then the director died. <laughs> it's not that simple, is what no. we're saying. <laughs> no, no, they... Well, you can... It's it's the halfway point in the season, and well, you'll see next month, everybody. We'll talk yes. next month. Did go... Life used to be so good to me till I started slipping in and out of reality. 
One, two, three, four. Now I can sync up the commentary. Yay! So that that episode went by quickly. Yes. But uh, thank you to our marvelous cast. You keep outshining the words on the page. Well, not outshining. No, Jack, you're not a bad writer. <laughs> I'm going to stop putting my foot in my mouth. Thank you, cast, for being amazing. <laughs> Poor Jack. No. Poor Jack. I have a pendy for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I love you. You write good. You write good. <laughs> You're the Hermione to my Harry. <laughs> right? J.K. Rowling. Best friends. Best friends. Ah, I'm so upset about that. <laughs> anyway, back on topic. <laughs> when were we on topic? True. <laughs> Dave, is there anything you want to say for your last commentary? Uh, so, uh, thanks for letting me be part of this. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. So uh, I'll be putting it to good use uh, on the Kingery, which may have already debuted. I'm not sure what the schedule is yet. If not, it will soon. So give it a listen and then listen to this. Yes, head on over to the Kingery. Dave begins with season seven. Yes. yes, big season seven. It's going to be fun, kids. Yes. And again, thank you, Dave. You were a tremendous help. Um, because Jack's scripts can sometimes be quite crazy. So <laughs> sorry. It's all right. Now I'm all by myself. It's okay. Oh, I'm all by myself. Uh, once again, thank you guys for listening. Please let us know uh, what you think of the show. Drop us a line on the Facebook page, on Tumblr, on Twitter. Send the message. We'll find it somehow. And yes, do that. <laughs> yes. And we're going over. But that's okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Vela Morgulis.